the cost of gas is also taking a historic toll on Americans' wallets. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's way too expensive. The national average for a gallon of regular now a whopping $4.62. Even higher in some places like California, $6.17. And overall, more than $1.57 higher than last year. The steep price of fuel impacting summer recreation of all kinds, whether on the road or on the water. We're going to stay much closer to shore now because of the fact that we're not going on any long-distance trips. Climate change will kill five times as many people per year uh, as the peak of the pandemic uh, by the end of the century. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years. American consumers are not prepared to pay the high price for energy which the Greens demand and they will lose politically because we will not support it at the ballot box. Last 30 seconds to you. Well, look, the Democratic plan to lower gas prices is simple. Blame everybody else, buy an EV, and don't be poor. Fans cheered outside the Virginia courthouse after a jury sided with Johnny Depp in his libel lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. The Pirates of the Caribbean star accused Heard of libeling him in a 2018 Washington Post op-ed that she wrote, referring to herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. Though she didn't name him, Depp said the article hurt his career and reputation. He sued for $50 million. The jury decided to award him $15 million in damages. Ladies and gentlemen, Today we remember and we reaffirm freedom is worth the sacrifice. Democracy is not perfect. It's never been good, perfect. But it's worth fighting for. <laughs> Welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 86 here on Thursday, it's the 2nd of June. We've never year been. Of our Lord. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle. I'm Mike McKenna. We've never been good, but we've been perfect. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Quite the week. Quite the week, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Depp, justice for Johnny. Yeah. 15 million plus, uh, well, knocked it down to. Well, uh, it's like, they're gonna they're gonna appeal. They already said they were gonna appeal. Yeah. They're gonna suspend judgment. They're gonna make a motion to suspend judgment. The way this thing usually happens is it gets worked out, right? Yeah, they'll settle for something. Yeah, they'll he, for he wanted that. I mean, he wanted he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. I, you know the thing that I didn't understand, and and you know, 
what I understand is everybody was like, this is the worst thing that ever happened yeah. ever in the history of mankind. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, the great thing is, and I've said this a bunch of different times right. in different contexts, the, the, the United States judicial system um, grinds slowly, but it grinds exceedingly fine. And anybody who, anybody who watched any of that trial. Uh, and I know someone who watched a lot of it. The, the, Miss Heard lit herself on fire. She was a train wreck. She she lit herself on fire, and and took what was a fairly marginal claim and made it front she and center. Uh, yeah, it, and, it, and the jury didn't it, believe the jury, pretty much a word she said. Although they well, had, they gave well, her a she, little bit. She of impeached. A, you know, she impeached herself by saying, "Hey." Go ask Kate Moss. Yeah. So they dragged Kate Moss in, and what did she do? Yeah. She completely yeah, yeah, rebutted yeah. the testimony. It, Justice it, for John. He he celebrated in London this weekend. Did a little gig with Jeff Beck and hung out at a pub. So uh, I'd have settled know. if I was him. I'd have celebrated in Fairfax. <laughs> Go to the spaghetti <laughs> warehouse, and you know. Anyways. Six weeks of a grind of a trial, and my colleague Lisa and I are going to enjoy a couple of mega pints tonight of wine. Thank goodness. So. <laughs> I know it was a tough trial for you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, this day in history, I got a few. Uh, it was a, a, a good day in history. Well, it was an interesting day in history. 1865. The, last, the last Confederate Army um, quits. General Surrenders. Edmund Kirby Smith. Commander of the Confederate Forces west of Mississippi signed the surrender terms offered by Union negotiators. Yeah. With Smith's surrender, the last Confederate Army ceased to exist, bringing a formal end to the bloodiest four years in U.S. history, 620,000 Union and Confederate dead. Yep. Of course, the majority of which was basically like illness and disease. I want to say. Dysentery, things like I that. I want to say about 60% were, um, in fact, disease and infection. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. 1935, sir. By the way, they're no less dead because they died from. That's true. It is true. There. But it did. It does and show the uh, this June in 1935 that uh, modern medicine. You know, uh, Huey Long was assassinated. No, this was the day that Babe Ruth retired after 22 uh, seasons, 10 World Series, 714. Home runs. It is to the everlasting shame of the Yankees that they did not hire him in any capacity after they he left didn't. baseball. He wanted to be a he 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 signed with the Braves at the end there because they 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 dangled a, a coaching yeah, job playing coach thing. Yeah. But really, that flamed out. So uh, everybody forgets how great he was, greatest baseball player ever, ever. Everyone always talks about Ted Williams and how great he was, and that's fair. Ted Williams was a pretty good hitter, afraid of the ball in the outfield, but a pretty good hitter. Any idea what Ted Williams' lifetime average was, batting average? 315. No, better than that. 342. 342. Any idea what Babe Ruth's lifetime batting average was? Um, I can't remember. 341. Have it here. 341. 341. He also still today holds the uh, uh, highest career slugging percentage of 690. Of course. I mean, look, the guy is just, you know, all, all this, these home run, these home run things are silly. The guy hit a home run once every eight at bats for purposes of comparison. Yeah, Hank Aaron hit one every 15 at bats. Yeah. Hank Aaron's a great home run hitter. Yeah, he had more, uh, but he, he had Babe more Ruth. games a year, right? He ain't Babe Ruth, right? They, they were 150 plus games back, back in the day. Yeah, 154. So. I'm not even going to get into that, you know, Barry Bonds thing. It, it. Babe Ruth was the greatest baseball player ever. That's it. And if you disagree with that, you are a poorly informed person and need to rethink your life. 
Change the entire change the game. Change the entire game. But the year he hit fifty four home runs in nineteen twenty, he hit fifty four home runs. That was more than like eight teams hit That's in total. Right. That's right. And by the way, he was a phenomenal pitcher. He was an outstanding, was an outstanding pitcher. pitcher. Led the Red Sox to yeah. two World Series practically single handedly. Yeah, so standing pitcher. The Bambino, anyway. God, Sorry. God rest his soul. Nineteen fifty three, the end of the Korean War. No, uh, Queen Elizabeth II formally crowned monarch of the UK. Who could possibly care about the English royal? Seven decades later, she still holds the th- the throne. She is ninety six years old. And although she's handed off some duties to her children, she has no indication, given no indication, she intends to abdicate the throne. I probably have a strong guess as to why that is. Yeah, like all parents, she thinks her kids are idiots. <laughs> like all like all good parents, she Prince, knows she knows her, she knows all the, the failings the, of her children. The climate crusader. Oh, brother. Okay, that. last one, 1979. June of 1979. I was alive for this one. June 2nd, 1979. I was 16 years old. I was driving a 69 Nova around the Northern Virginia suburbs. I was it. I was it. June uh, June 2nd, St. Pope John Paul II began his nine-day historic pilgrimage. Yeah, I saw him in D.C. We went to the the thing in D.C. You know where they had it? Where they set him up? They set him up in front of the Smithsonian Castle. Yeah. And, and, And the mall was just... But this was his Mayhem. pilgrimage to Poland, sir, not to oh, the Poland. United States. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I suppose which he should have too. Uh, which sort of began the whole spark of, you know, the, the yeah. Exciting transformation, uh, the political landscape. How many divisions does the Solidarity. How many divisions does the Pope have? I don't know, Joe. How many divisions <laughs> does he have? Uh, all right. Uh, so Joe Biden now wants us to think that he cares about inflation. He does. He does care. He he had his big launch. His yet uh, what? This is his third revamp. I just come his on, third man. messaging revamp Forget in as many it. months or weeks or you, you know. Come on, man. So this uh, this uh, commenced with an uh, op-ed in the Wall Street Journal: Joe Biden's plan for fighting inflation. First. First. The Federal Reserve has primary responsibility to control inflation. <laughs> he just like basically my, said, "I'll just let the Fed manage it." My plan is to my plan is to talk to other people. Okay. Second, okay. By the way, just as a reminder, how what causes inflation? Um, too much money t- oh, okay. chasing too few. Second, goods. we need to take every practical step to make things more affordable for families during this moment of. This historic moment of economic uncertainty. Well, wait a minute. Cause I, I, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We can't let our global effort to punish Mr. Putin for what he's done affect us. We must mitigate these effects. That's why I led the largest release from global oil reserves in history, which has done zero to mitigate prices. And here's the kicker. Congress could help right away by passing my clean energy tax credits Brother. and investments. This is this f- a, 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 listen, a dozen CEOs. This is $500 thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get in. We're yeah, going to dissect yeah, yeah. it a little. But so step 1 for Joe Biden's plan to fight inflation is Talk to let to the, the Fed. feds do it. Have a meeting with step Jerry Powell. Step 2 is to spend even more Jim. money. Okay? And third, we need to keep reducing the federal deficit. Of course, by what? I agree. By raising taxes. I think we should 
Oh, so yeah. yeah. I think we should claw By back all the, the Trump taxes. I think we should claw back so, all the money that we're spending on uh, on the COVID thing that's now over. Yeah. Well, I think that's a instead of their silly energy climate plan, the Republicans should be talking about specifically about doing rescissions. Rescissions, absolutely. First when thing they up. become when they first thing, dudes. Rescission. Now let me let me quickly the five hundred dollars. Yeah. Thing? Yeah, yeah it's epic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's the, so it's so wrong. So bad. The Bezos Post gave it's it so wrong. Four Pinocchio. Well, what choice did they have? I mean, it was embarrassing. Four. And you know four what? Four Pinocchio. The thing they, is, they based it based it on a, ro- uh, what is that? Group? Rhodium. Rhodium group. Okay, here's study. something. Here's something you got to know about the Rhodium Group, and it's important to know. And the Post didn't say this in their story. The Rhodium Group is a bunch of Clinton refugees. Their energy guy, and I, I wish I could remember his name because I did a couple of debates with him. I know. Him. They're the ones that all the, the, the EV lovers and all the clean energy people Right, exactly. When they go out. Trevor, 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 Trevor. I don't know. The guy the guy who was the energy and environmental guy for um, for Clinton, Trevor Hauser, is their like principal researcher. So so Rhodium is a Clinton outfit, and the the – the thing is, the rhodium guys did this study. We're going to call it a study, um, where they said, "Hey, five hundred dollars." But it turns out it, it's going to reduce annual household expenditures on energy by five hundred bucks. But it's almost all on the mobile source side. It's almost all on the car side because hey, everyone's going to buy EVs. Yes, and, yes. And somehow that's going to reduce the price of stuff. Which I'm like, I have no idea how that's going to work, but okay. Yeah. It, it, so they're wrong on that. Um, you, you want to go into the rest of the stuff they're wrong on? No. It- you're exactly right. It also assumes that all of Biden's climate stuff from Build Back Better is all that nonsense. Only the five hundred sure. million yeah, yeah, yeah. is 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 deployed. Yeah, which which right? which we should can we just take a detour here before I get to the the interesting thing about this five hundred dollar claim? Let me detour. I've been asked by various customers, former customers, and I people who should be future customers but probably are, are not quite ready for my brand of truth. Um, this reconciliation thing is not going to have any energy tax credits in it. Just just understand that because for two reasons, right? Wow, okay. First off, and, and I've said this for like nine months to people. I, I can't make it any clearer, guys. And here's why. Reconciliation rules, you need revenue offsets. If you're going to pass $500, $500 billion worth of tax credits, you got to have $500 billion worth of yeah, revenue well, increases. Yeah, a border tax and a methane tax. Yeah, none of that stuff's going to happen. We're not, Think about this, sports fans. But Senator Kramer said that it makes perfect sense to Senator Kramer probably needs to go back and rethink his life choices, especially who he's listening to on this stuff. In what universe does anybody pass a tax increase in now July, it would be earliest, of an election year in a debt economy, who passes a trillion dollars worth of tax increases just so they can get energy tax credits through? The answer to that is literally no one, literally no one. So all those people who are tempted to call me and say, what's going to happen in reconciliation? Let me just kill the story right now and tell you the Obamacare subsidies are going to happen and nothing else. That's it. Okay, so sorry. Wanna... Back to the five hundred dollars story. Okay, go ahead. Because one last thought on it, right? This is not the first time he said this. 
He said this like he said he in the said State, in of, the the State of the Union. He's repeated it exactly. other words. Okay. The thing that makes this interesting, we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. This was in writing, which means Staff Sack saw it and circulated it for comment, and literally nobody said, care. is it legitimate? Don't care. The other thing that's relevant here is Rhodium is full of the Clinton crew. Who's Staff Secretary at the White House? Uh, I don't know. Susan Rice? Nope. Who's the? You're going to laugh when it? I say it. I'll give you one more guess. No, just fire it out. Near a tandem. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot about her. So the yeah, one she hasn't been tweeting lately. So. so the one job where you're supposed to have like a neutrally competent yeah. person moving process forward, and sort of being the arbiter or referee of of truth. Yeah. You instead have a person who was so loopy on her side she couldn't, couldn't get, confirmed get confirmed to, to right. OMB. Yeah. So anyway, sorry that five hundred thing, five hundred dollars thing. I'm so glad the post did this. I'm shocked that they did it. Every but... time I every time I've heard it, I'm like, where the hell does that come from? Yeah. Oh, last thought, right? And the post points at this in the story. Utility executives this didn't come up in any of the conversations with utility executives. And I'm very grateful because when I first heard it, I thought, could 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 my friends have been dopey enough to say something like that yeah. to the guy? And it turns out no. He just made that up. Yeah, yeah. And I I mentioned it because we're coming back to like 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 Secretary Jenny's ninety four percent of CEOs said that our policies don't have any sheep, impact on gas sheep, prices. Sheep, sheep, sheep. So, this is what um, sorry. CNBC's Becky Quick said about Biden's grand plan in, a, in an interview with our favorite NEC. Brian Deese? Lackey, former Larry Fink lackey, former Obama lackey, Brian Deese. <laughs> We can do more. We need Congress's help on that front, but that's going to be our priority. Hey, Brian, none of those steps really are going to address the skyrocketing costs that people have seen at the gas pump <laughs> wow. in line at the food grocery store or what they've seen in rent prices and things that have gone up. None of those will fix things in, in, in the very short term. These are long-term issues that maybe will help down the road with some of the supply chain issues. SPR release didn't work didn't bring oil or gas prices down, and we've seen a great deal of inflation that's come since then. I, I think it's great to stay out of the Fed's way, let them do their job, but none of these other things are going to have an immediate impact on inflationary prices. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> they had... Um, let me let me just smack they, you really hard outside the head. Uh, Dee spent a little time on the podium this week, too. I'd like to play a couple of quick clips of oh, that. Oh, boy. You really don't like this guy, oh, do you? I do not like okay. this guy so at you all. Play some clips? I, I, there's nothing, nothing, maybe... As to paraphrase George H. W. Bush, I like the concept of a Brian <laughs> Deese family. Look, I think that the, the what the president has done uh, with respect to communications has been is been to consistently uh, explain to the American people where we are and where we need to go, uh, and that continues to be uh, the way that uh, that he approaches this issue, and very much from the perspective of what it feels like to sit around a dining room table or a, a kitchen table. Uh, in uh, in this country, because that is that's his lived experience, and that's the way that he approaches these economic policy questions. I hate okay. that phrase. I hate that okay. phrase. First of all, the, Joe Biden's lived experience okay, is I, sitting can, around a ki- kitchen table, yeah, fretting about his budget. It's been a while. Really, it's that's been a been while. Been Joe, Joe Biden's well, experience. I mean, it yeah. depends which kitchen table we're yeah. talking about. The one at the beach right, house, or the vice or, president's or the, mansion, or the one at the two million dollar place he's got in. The, one, the two right, million dollar right. place he's got in Wilmington. The other thing 
I know you want to get back on it, but let me just lived experience. Can I ask a question? Producer, you're a hip, you're a hip, hep young cat here. Is there some other kind of experience other than lived? Is there any dead experience? <laughs> Does anybody have any dead experience? Go ahead. Sorry. All right, here we go. This is this is a follow-up question to his little rant, which I won't finish because I can't deal with it. The president is communicating effectively. How do you explain and make sense of his low poll numbers? <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I will. Um, uh, I will. I will. I will just say this: that that the president always tasks us to focus on what are the right policy uh, decisions and the right policy choices uh, to try to advance an economy uh, that has been his animating. Uh, uh, his 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 animating feature of what he wants to get done for years. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Look, that's great. That's that's, <laughs> He's that's communicating so effectively. How do you make sense of his abysmal poll numbers? Yeah, I mean that that wow, that's terrible. So Joe Biden's on the case, ladies and gentlemen. It's he's, he's going after inflation. Are we talking about gas prices one more? Are we talking? We about are gonna. We can segue right into gas prices if you'd like. Yeah, I just. All right. Uh, let me uh, let me start with this one. And he's obsessed with the fact that gas prices are so high, and people are hurting, and this is a global issue. So what can he do? So you can exhort the oil and gas industry to increase supply. I wish they would do it faster, um, so that you can bring those prices down. And it tells us that that's why you have to, at the same time, accelerate our movement to clean energy. Secretary Jenny. Thank you. I was, yeah. I, I, she sounded much more subdued than usual. <laughs> must, have been a, must have been a long night. Anyway, um, yeah. It, He's obsessed with... With rising gas, prices. could could he's, he's obsessed, obsessed with, with raising, so making sure they can increase. Did, yes. Did, did anybody follow up with? Okay, how about you get rid of all that ESG stuff that's rolling through SEC and the CFTC now? I, I don't think that came up in that. Really, that it didn't. Because that that would yeah. that would been follow on question. CNN, I asked. By the way, so you know. Or hey, then why does he cancel oil leases out in Alaska? Can I ask that question? So my crack producer took the lead with our policy shop of putting together a chronological list of the myriad of ways that Joe Biden and the Democrats have made it harder to produce oil and gas. You know what number we're on right now? I know you start off with like, I know you got over your skis on 90. It's what 100. You, oh, I'm, we, I'm we, sure. We you, met and exe exceeded. I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably another 50. It's 100. I'm sure there's probably another 50 out there you just haven't thought about. ways that the president and the Democrats on Capitol Hill have, have disincentivized Oil and gas production in the good old United States. Yeah. And 20 plus, I think 22, is that right, producer? More. Tw over 20 since Putin invaded Ukraine. Sure. So while he's talking on one, uh, on one side of his mouth about the Putin price hike, he actually has done even more since the invasion to make it harder to produce oil and gas in this country. Okay. Can I... Can I that will be in the show notes. Can I bounce the ball in a different way? You can bounce it any way you want. It's America. There was a story, I think it was in Politico uh, yesterday, day before now. Um, but it, it's the same story I've now read four different times in four different outlets about how the White House is spending a lot of time thinking about things that they could do to reduce gas prices. 
And it's always the same story that they're talking and they've got a task force and Ron Klain is super interested in this and blah, 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 blah. And not a single story ever mentions anything that they've done that is contrary, that's sending a contrary signal to the markets, right, with respect to oil and gas. And it was, I, I'm embarrassed to admit, it took me all the way to the political, Politico story, I think, two days ago, where I realized this is pure propaganda. This idea that they're talking about stuff, because they've now been talking about stuff for five months and haven't done anything except the 120-odd things you guys just came up with that are detrimental to, um, that send that send a very clear signal to the market that don't invest in oil and gas because the United States government is hostile to it. Um, I encourage everybody out there who reads, the next time you read a media story about how the White House is talking and thinking about what they can do Working about gas like prices. The devil. Yeah, you're getting lied to. And I, I'm ashamed that it took me this long to figure it out. So um, this was just Tuesday of this week. The Department of Interior announced steps to increase clean energy development on public lands by essentially reducing the cost of leases, yeah, payments. Yeah, they're going to give away land. They're going to give away land they're for basically free. Basically, going to like do giveaways. Yeah. Right? So what did they do? One of the hundred things on the list that they did to oil and gas producers on federal lands is increase royalties by about fifty percent. Sure. Yeah. Right out of the gate, right, almost right? right. Right. So I hadn't thought about that in a while, but as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, increase royalties. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. It, it, so during this roundtable, Secretary Holland announced. By the way, she has COVID. We, we wish her a speedy recovery. We understand that it's a mild, a mild case. She's probably been vaccinated. But she also, she also uh, was at the White House on Monday, even though she's not a close contact with Biden. <laughs> like everyone, every single person in the administration who has had COVID has not been a close contact with Biden. So I don't, I mean, I don't all, know who it, the guy meets with. In all fairness, but, I, you know, it, so it's the same, it's the like same with giving, the last giving guy. Away, uh, they're giving away federal lands for, quote, clean energy and making it, it – Twice as hard and and more expensive. Yeah, there's t there's to do oil and gas leases on federal land because yeah, they're working like the devil to lower your gas prices. Yeah, there's there's two numbers that that we're kind of watching that that give me pause. Right, one is the drawdown in in the drawdown in supply in the in this country has been aggressive, right, of all kinds, both crude and refined product. And then the other thing that gives me pause is. There has not been a rush of money into the oil and gas sector, investing-wise now. And, and I wondered about it. You, you, know, you guys came up with that excellent list, uh, and I realized the market is looking at the world like you're looking at the world, like we're looking at the world, like these guys are hostile. I'm not doing anything until these guys get out of here because why would I? $200 roll $200 is coming, just so you know. It's coming. We're going to have a hell of a recession here. It's going to be big yeah, and terrible. It's going to be big and terrible. It's going to be big yeah, and terrible, it's gonna... and, and it's going to be led. We're going to get led into it by real estate and energy, and that's going to be bad. Anyway, sorry. Next. No need to apologize. It's it just it. You know, you start knitting together things in your own head. You're like, eh, this is all bad. Okay, here's another little uh, aside. Yet another example of of President Biden pinching pennies. Oh boy, cutting out, cutting out all that money that's floating around the economy. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you think now that it's being floated that this is going to happen? $10,000 get wiped off for anybody who's making less than $150,000 a year or $300,000 if you're married and filing jointly. Becky, uh, this, this dead fish isn't smelling any better the older it gets. I th it, one reason this has taken so long for the administration to say something about it is they know it's fatally flawed. You know, this is, this is another uh, very regressive suggestion uh, they're going to give money to people making uh, three times the national median average in, in household case, four and a half times. 71% of the money goes to the top uh, half of the income distribution. Um, this, uh, there's just no way to present this that it isn't a, uh, a giveaway to people who, who don't need it and who uh, you know, freely took these obligations on. Of course, I believe that in e an equal uh, unfairness is to all those millions of people who paid their debts back. 99% of our graduates at Purdue do pay them back. Not sure what I'm supposed to tell them when other people are let off the hook. That was Mitch Daniels, by the way. Yeah. And it was also uh, MSN, I'm uh, sorry, CNBC, the same anchor who. Becky Quick. She's on fire. She eviscerated. She just asked him a question. Know, like, right? dude, that, that actually does, doesn't answer my question. Uh, First off, Mitch Daniels is a great man. I'm constitutionally required to say that. Um, promotional deal he has with everybody. Um, yeah, this student loan thing, it's funny. I, I have that circled on my list of things. is like the number one thing I want to talk about. Cool. So um, great minds think alike. Yeah. It, I, I, I mean, I totally get it. It's it's a donor class thing for the for the for the Democrats. It's a it's you know they 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 live on. Um, on colleges now, I can't think of anything. I mean this seriously. I cannot think of anything that will anger people more than this. And you, you let me tell you why I think that. Because I've just been going around talking to people since this first reared its it, its ugly head a a year ago, a little bit north of that. Um, I wrote a column on it about when it first came up. I was like, hey, this is a terrible idea for a bunch of different reasons. I've been asking people about it, and it almost doesn't matter what you, you know, where you are in the stream, you hate this idea. Whether you didn't go to college or you did and you're trying to pay your loans off. Or or you complain that it's not enough. Or what it, you complain it's not enough. Right? But the AOCs um, of the world. You know, the people who are the people who were the most chippy about it. Are the people who either just paid their thing off, right? Who spent fifteen years paying it off, and they did. Yeah, or, I, I mean, some oh. people they, they they what do they do? They froze the the payments and in interest during the pandemic. Yeah, and and, and, I, and that, there are plenty of people who used took took advantage of that. Yeah, to clear their, their ass off to clear to their the principal out. Yeah, to clear their book, right? To clear right. their clear their personal financial books. Yeah, yeah. 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 So either those people are really um those people are the most annoyed. Alternatively, the um the ROTC guys and the military guys, you know, they 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 look at that like that is a betrayal. You know, we we have borne the whatever burden is associated with military service we did and we did it for our country, and we're happy to have done it. But you know, you're just giving these guys a free pass. I, I predict, if they do it, and I think they're going to do it, I, I predict widespread anger and hostility. It's going to cost. You know what? Republicans are probably going to win between go net net thirty five to forty seats in the House. If these guys do this before the election, 
that number will look like 80. There'll be nobody left voting for Democrats anymore. It'll be a bad, bad, bad moment for them. Well, so I, I have a few thoughts about this. Uh, I get, I get the idea that there are folks who are sort of caught, right? Maybe they went to school and spent a bunch of money and on loans and didn't finish, right? So they got the saddled always with the, the loans, always but didn't the worst. graduate. Always right? the worst. Always the worst outcome. Okay, but a lot of the a huge increases in in tuition and cost of college is a direct result of President Obama in 2009-10 or whenever it was moving all of the 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 student loan program essentially federalized 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 program yeah but in all fairness because that created an artificial yeah but uh, market for these for they could raise their tuition rates, well, you know, the, but, the Fed's but, got the mortgages. But let me just stop you there. back them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, let me just stop you for a second. Tuition's been going up since the federal government got in the middle of this thing. For 40 years now, it's been going up. The Obama thing was just the latest thing. I understand. And, and this thing, this, 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 this forgiveness would be an epic disaster in higher education. I think they'd go back and they 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 would get right back on the tuition increase ladder. They'd just be like, "Hey, it's all free money now." Right. What well, the that's hell? the whole. I mean, sorry, I mean, socialist Bernie. That was one of his planks, right? Free college. Yeah. So free. So free. My, we're, put, my, we're putting my, that in my, quotes. My argument is is that if there's a case, I'm not saying there is, but if there is a case for student loan forgiveness, yeah, you have to basically look at at who's on the ladder. Sure. Right. The ones that got caught up in that situation where they got the debt, but they didn't get any value for it, i.e. didn't get the degree or whatever, maybe you could consider a case for them. This is for people who are yeah, 150 making and 300. $150,000 or $300,000 $300, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I bet that's, a lot of my our listeners even don't make that much that, money a year. That's about that's, that's insane, and this is a pure it's about 7X. political payoff for what you just described. Yeah, is oh, yeah. The, the 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 growing but small constituencies yeah. of the Democratic sure. Party. It's a donor thing. They're they're down to people on Twitter and rich liberals on the coasts who went to s- spend exorbitant amounts of money on ridiculous schools to learn what basket weaving yeah. and, and how to be a good lefty. Yeah. I, so I'm look, I'm sensitive to everybody who's up against debt, right? I, I've been up against debt before in my life too. The, it, and we've thought, we thought about this a lot during the last administration. And at one point I, First day in, I was in a meeting where like everybody voted to start to start a new bureaucracy to 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 deal with the loans. I'm just like, did we actually come here to set up new agencies? I don't I don't think we came here right. to set up new agencies. I'm a new guy here, but I don't think this is what <laughs> we came to do. And of course, you know, the boss ultimately is like, I, "Have you guys lost your minds? We're not we're doing, not doing that. that. Right, we're no, doing we're not that. doing that at all. That's so, ridiculous." Right, exactly. So it's not like I'm. I'm unfamiliar with it. I'm not unsympathetic. But if you're having trouble discharging your debts, it would be much easier for them to go set up a special master 
a special bankruptcy master or some kind of special master where you could go and get your debt that's yeah, discharged just, a hardship you can discharge do it case by case exactly right? exactly right. It, 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 blanket waiver thing oh my god there, there will be i'm serious i think it doubles the republican output because people people who've never been to college people who have been to college and paid their debts off guys in the military they're just all going to be angry about it and the thing is it's going to accelerate two it's going to accelerate two things right quick it's going to accelerate the migration of the working class to the republican party hispanics blacks yeah. and working class whites <laughs> but like it's, right it's also away. not going to help fight inflation oh brother <laughs> yeah that's the other thing real quick we've been talking about forgiving debt that debt's not forgiven that's you, right. you, you with the rest of us eat it that's you right. know, it, it. I'm sorry. We probably should clean energy credits. Yeah, exactly. The rest yeah, of it. Everything's free. Right. The rest of us eat that. Free. Sorry. All right. Uh, can we wow. call this a car segment? I got a quick. Sure. I got, I got three hit. Three quick hits on on cars. Let's have it, baby. My favorite subject. All right. This first is from Bloomberg, and uh, this hits here here in the District of Columbia. This is from May 26. A city fights back against heavyweight cars. Yeah, I saw, I read this story. Yeah, imagine you're a city resident contemplating swapping out your mid-size sedan for a full-size pickup. And not just any pickup. You want that Chevy Silverado HD or the F-250. Well, guess what? If you live in the District of Columbia, you're going to be paying $500 a year in an annual registration fee for the privilege of owning a quote-unquote heavy car. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 kind of I I won't trouble you with the rest of the story. They kind of came in the door, the registration door, annual re up in the district is like twenty bucks. Uh, um, it's seventy two. Seventy two. Seventy two. Yeah, but it it starts at I think twenty, right? It's yeah. kind of graded. Yeah, they all they did was just multiply it by like seven if you drive a great big giant truck. Yeah. And and the thing that i've noticed is no one has said no anywhere in the in the city council architecture oh no it's unanimous yeah it's and, unanimous. and i'm like i i i don't know how to tell them this but all they're going to do is wind up migrating all these registrations to maryland and virginia that's what's going to happen cuz the the ability look i mean this in the most respectful way possible towards towards um my brothers who wear badges but the ability of the Metropolitan Police Department to enforce the laws, the actual laws on the books, are is is tangential, remote, marginal, whatever word you want to use. The idea that they're hunting down people for misregistrations, there's no way in hell. Not going to happen. <laughs> There'll be a lot of cars registered in Prince George's County all of a sudden. Yeah, D.C. budget analysts have projected the new fee structure would contribute around $40 million to the city's general fund over the next five years. Not going to contribute $0.10. Cents. Only the idiots are going to register their cars here, the, the big heavies. So first of its kind, $500 a year for I, I, having the audacity to drive. Yeah, it's funny. We, we, we've been hanging out too long because I, I read that story. I thought that. <laughs> This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. All right, two more quick hits. One from my favorite car company, General Motors. I was going to guess Tesla. <clears throat> Interesting. GM slashes, this is from CNBC, GM slashes prices of the Chevy Bolt electric vehicle. Despite rising commodity costs, GM cut the price of the Bolt by $5,900 dollars. Compared to the 2022 model year, with a starting price of twenty six thousand, 
$5,900 from 32000 Yeah. Uh, so the math there is about 20%, right? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, but this and <laughs> so so uh, is this is because EVs are so damn popular. Yeah, that, I was going like, to say, why would you? They're flying obviously, off the shelves. Obviously, they're having a little trouble getting rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're laughing, but the truth is, I think Tesla's winning this contest. Well, I mean, I mean, they, they I, have been, but now that he's you know, I have no woke, idea. now he's unwoke. Well, you got to think at some point, General Motors and Toyota. And maybe even Ford are going to have to start working against this. You know, get rid of the ICEs if it if if they're really going to lose all their market share to Tesla, they're going to want to out. Yeah. Which, so. by the way, the day that my friends at Ford, at GM, at Toyota, when you get serious about this and you actually need some help, you should call us because we're we're ready to help. But but for now, just keep cutting, just for, for for now keep cutting the prices. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're trying to help you guys. You don't you real, don't realize that we're not be, trying to they can't, like they can't know. be helped. Disparage, disparage you on purpose. You're just making really stupid decisions. Except cutting a prize. Yeah. <laughs> due, due to like incredible like demand, demand. for, demand for electric is vehicles. It's just crazy. It's so a, here's one from um, it's, it's a supply chain problem. <laughs> here's one from Electrek. <laughs> yeah. Mag uh, online May 31. Yeah. Uh, we we talked in the past about how we're gonna see a live demonstration about. Uh, people are actually going to be able to kick the tires yeah. on on, e on uh, EVs versus EVs. Uh, regular vehicles, yeah. uh, conventional gas-powered vehicles. The F with the F one hundred and fifty Lightning. Yes, this article: Ford F one hundred and fifty Lightning loses about half its range when towing a twenty-three foot Airstream trailer. Hmm. Um. Test was performed on a flat route, and the trailer weighed about six thousand pounds. It turns out, uh, it turned out to be fairly accurate. Since let's see, when you plug in your trailer and set the weight, height, length, the Ford system auto calculates your mileage impact. I plugged in at eighty-five miles. When I finished the calculation, it stated I had fifty-four miles of range with the Airstream. Wow. Okay, I didn't see this story. You know, let me. You live in you live in Maryland, so do you want me to tell you? Go and tell me why. You want me to tell you why that's important? Because what people have been doing since since RVs have gotten so ridiculously expensive, basically as expensive as a you know you know a legit house, people have been buying what they call fifth wheels, which are essentially airstreams, right? It, yeah. And and you really need thirty. You really need like the the thirty five hundred series. Whether it's a Ram or a or a F three fifty, right? You need a third, you, you need one of those with the big diesels to to pull those things. Wow! Almost every retiree, almost every retired guy I know has a truck pulling those pulling one of those things. That's going to be a big problem for them selling those things. Um, and you know the other thing is contractors. You run in the middle of contractors. They put those big square tag alongs. I don't know if you ever see, you've seen them a hundred times. You just haven't thought about them. Those are those are going to be a problem too now. All right, that's my car segment for the day. Got anything to, to add to that? Not no, not All on right. the car. That's a good car segment. I like one, it. One quick too, uh, uh, Elon Musk, just because you sure Tesla. He announced that if you don't come back to the office, you're fired. He's <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> just he, basically like he, he, guess that, what, people? That, Your vacation is over. That whole memo was spectacular. <laughs> I. I, I 
I'm trying real hard not to like this guy, but he's making it I hard because really difficult. Because he's just like, hey, you know, if, if you can't if you can't make it into the, to the office for you know a minimum of forty hours, and you know, and I do mean minimum. That was my favorite. <laughs> I do mean minimum. Yeah, maybe you should be looking elsewhere for a job. You know, you can be you know yeah. pseudo work that you've been doing. I thought, you know, and the the thing is, is that everybody's been looking at Silicon Valley. Yeah, for cues on when to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, so just, I'm just like Musk. I think just like yeah. bang here, and you know Google's been like, well, you know, we should know. think about it. Let me think yeah. about it. He's just like, you know what? You don't want to work for here. Good, go work somewhere else. If you want to work here, get in the office because we're working. What do you think, producer? Should I make that announcement? Yes, right. minimum of forty a week in the DC office. And I do What's mean it minimum. Do to my team. And I do mean minimum. <laughs> I, 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 I found way, it tremendous I'm one refreshing. Of the bosses on planet Earth. Tom, you're a I think sucker. I get taken advantage of. Tom, you're a sucker. You're not a nice boss. You're a sucker. I think. I think that's where, where this is headed. Absolutely, you're you're yeah. a chump. All right, Washington Times. What do you want to highlight this week? Um, Your column, editorial, you name it, you pick. This is the. Tribute to the Washington Times segment of yeah, the Unregulated so, Podcast. Uh, what is it? It's Thursday, right? This morning, uh, in, in this morning's print edition, they ran my column. I assume they ran it. I haven't seen it. Um, I said, you know, part of the problem with the, – the, I said, look, the, the problem with gun control is is that everybody kind of shooting at the wrong targets, if you pardon the expression, right? Um when you actually look in the numbers, there have been fewer than 200 fatalities in the last 20 years in school shootings. That sounds like a lot. Um, accidental deaths in roughly the same age cohort, the 5 to 14 ages over that same time, have been about 150 times higher um, each year, right? So um, yeah, no, it, it's it's basically you have, one, a, you have about, one life is one too many, but of you course. do have to put everything into perspective. That's right. If, it, and you also need to know what am I solving for? Right. Am I solving for school security or am I solving to take away guns yeah. from people or well, am I solving to like take away ammunition from people? This is where the, this is where the White House is on, on this question. Oh, Here boy. And uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to schools, and, and I don't know what he said specifically about about schools. I know there's been a conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. He believes that we should be able to to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do. Yeah, and and that that actually that comment spurred the column, because I thought that that's idiocy, right? Um, I don't. And, and when I began it, I didn't know how many. Deaths and injuries that have been in school shootings in 20 years, but fortunately, people keep track of that stuff nowadays. Um, so that that's that. I encourage everybody to take a read on it. I also point out that part of the problem is we're marinated in violence, and the other thing is everybody should have some expectations about what's going to actually happen here. It's not going to be much because no matter how you do it, we're still going to have 400 million guns floating around this country. That's right. Um, Beto wants to start confiscating. So. Yeah, he's a dangerous person. Yeah. Um, so that that the times is that I'm still thinking about what I'm going to write for my column for Monday. Suggestions are you write about the Republicans' energy and climate plan. I think that's what I'm actually going to write about. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll give you a preview of what I'm going to say. Whatever that whatever's in that plan, it's of course got that 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 ridiculous trillion trees thing. What the Republicans should do is construct votes on net zero, votes on Paris. Um, votes on abolition of the IC uh, internal combustion engine. Um, there's one or two others. A carbon tax. 
We should have votes on this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Because do we did do we vote? vote. On, let's vote. Do we vote on net zero? Let's did vote. I miss that vote? Let's vote. Let's vote. Exactly. We should vote, and that should be vote, the Republicans' vote. big theory about life is not. Here's I want to do a bunch of specific things, but you know what? Here's vote a bunch of stuff, stuff I want to vote on. The Democrats keep talking about, but right. don't actually exactly. want to put on the floor exactly because they know what the result is going to exactly. be. Exactly. Do that. Do the rescissions. Get serious. Stop playing footsie with all this stuff. I'm sorry. Tom Cruise is back. Maverick. Yeah, I hear it's a great Blockbuster, movie. Blockbuster. Everyone's talking about it. Um, here's my little contribution to the conversation because I'm not. Um, um, I'm not sure I want to see it, but we'll see. Oh. Bloomberg, May 31st. Top Guns Maverick risks China's anger with Taiwan flag on the jacket. Yeah. Tom Cruise isn't simply taking on what appears to be a Russian-made fighter jet in his update to the 86 classic Top Gun. He's also angering China. The sequel, Top Gun Maverick, features Cruise's character wearing a bomber jacket with the Taiwanese flag, something considered an independence symbol by authorities in Beijing, Beijing, who view this island as part of its territory, so on and so forth. There was a controversy about this because during the filming of it, he had the 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 flag yeah. patch, Taiwan flag, and then there were scenes where it was not on, and everyone said, "Oh, look, they're they're bowing to China again." But they they opted to leave. Well, what happened was the flag. Yeah, what happened was ten cent. Ten cent. Yeah, I was going to get into that too. Owned right. a twelve and a half percent stake, and they and sold they it. Pulled it. Yeah, right. I'm tremendously excited. You guys know about who ten cent is? They're the. Um, they're some big Chinese company. I'm tremendously excited about this, and I'll tell you why. $250 million on opening weekend. Um, everybody's worried about the China market on movies. I always have this hope that Hollywood's going to learn a lesson. Here's the lesson, Hollywood. If you construct a movie that Americans want to go see and makes them feel better about being Americans, they will go see it. They will give you their money happily, and you will make a bunch of money. You will make a bunch of friggin' money, and you'll be happy, and everyone who see it will be happy, and the Chinese won't be happy, and that's like a that's like yeah. a win well, win win. Yeah, and it's not complicated. Is, it really this isn't. Is, this is a small example, uh, uh, a good example. I give credit where credit is due. Here's what I miss. You know, every time that the movie industry there's they have this wave of villain. You know, the villains are the tech. For a while, there were the tech guys, sure. the Russians, the this, the that, the terrorists. We have missed a complete genre of the Chinese being the bad guy. You know how many incredibly great movies it's because that can be made and screenplays that can be written about all the the ridiculous atrocities that are taking place it's because, in China. It's because everybody's concerned that they're not going to be able to open their movie in China and make a bunch of I money. Know. And the answer is, you guys make plenty of we're, money. We're, make we're, better we movies. We are moving beyond this, folks. You know, uh, yeah, we are, people are on to this. You know, uh, the, like you mentioned, I agree the woke with stuff, the ESG stuff, these companies are going to start getting a lot of pushback for all the ridiculousness sure. that they do. I just saw this uh, couple of tweets. And, and by the way, their stooges here in the States are going to get the same thing, right? A guy like Larry Fink can't live, can't, Ray Dalio, they can't live forever like this, right? You know, they, they time for being a half a gangster? Yeah. It's over. They I've need seen, to pick a I've side. I've seen stuff on Twitter, BlackRock's like, we are not buying houses. Yeah. They need, they, <laughs> they, they, you know, what, what they don't understand. They're spending more time explaining. Yeah. 
That's always and bad. And when you explain, you're losing. You're losing. You're losing. So I couldn't be happier. One, one other quick thing before we let this thing, this this Maverick thing go. I had a thought about it. If you guys are really, you know, all you guys out there waving your Ukraine flags that that can't find Ukraine on a map, um, you should really be waving a Taiwanese flag because that's going to be the real fight here for the next whatever generation. Not the Ukrainians and the Russians, Taiwanese and the Chinese and the Americans. Anyway, I got two things real quick. First, the president said, hey, I'm going to Saudi Arabia this month. That's going to be tremendously embarrassing because he's going to ask the Saudis to pump more oil while simultaneously preventing the United States from pumping more oil. I'm not sure how that gets squared. I'm not sure how he squares the whole Khashoggi thing with his own, um, with his own base. I would point out for the 500th time that Mr. Khashoggi was not a journalist with the Washington Post. He was a blogger who occasionally blogged for the Washington Post, nor was he an American citizen. He was a citizen of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, not saying that that justifies his homicide. just want to be factually correct. So expect an incredibly embarrassing and painful performance by the President of the United States in Saudi Arabia this month. Oh, it's going to be embarrassing. Anyway, um, second thing, at his uh, speech at the United States Naval Academy commencement, fairly traditional location. <laughs> wait, wait, I think I know where you're going with this. President said um, – you have it on. Th I, I think I have can, it. Can I just go through the math real quick? You go through quick? it and then I'll play yeah. it. President said that, hey, I was given an appointment to the Naval <laughs> Academy in 1965 <laughs> by a guy I ran against in the Senate in 1972. All right. Let's just do the math super quick on this. You get appointments to the Naval Academy in your 18th or 19th year for the most part. Um, you can't run for Senate until you're 30. So – can't get an appointment to the Naval Academy and seven years later run against a guy from Senate for, for Senate. Even though he he did get elected before he was officially officially eligible to serve. Yeah. He was one a few months below the, the Yeah, he was twenty nine. I get it. I get it. I get it. You still don't get it. You still but get that an appointment. Also tells you he's just something a, else. That yeah. he's been around this town uh, for yeah. about as long as I've been alive well, on this earth. Messing up left and right. What I don't understand is how does the White House let him out into these into the wild with these things? It's I mean it just the math itself doesn't work. And of course, right. of course, goes, of course, the story is completely fabricated. Oh yeah. Completely fabricated. And the White House said, "Yeah, we have no record of any of this stuff." Oh yeah. All right, well, it's so much sweeter coming out of his mouth. So here, go ahead. Before I began my speech, a thought crossed my mind. Uh, As I was told, the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the academy in 1965 by a senator who I was running against in 1972. <laughs> Never planned it that way. I was, wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was running. He was a fine man. His name was J. Caleb Bond. I didn't come to the academy because I wanted to be a football star, and you got a guy named Starback and Bellino here. So I went to Delaware. So. All kidding aside, the best line of the debate was Did after it was all over, the announcer, the questioner, who was a good guy but supported <laughs> my opponent, who was a good man as well, I might add. Bad, 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 bad. And he said, Senator Boggs, anything else you want to say? He said, yes, just one thing. And he took the microphone 
He said, you know, Joe, if you accepted my commission to the Academy, my appointment to the Academy, he said, you'd still have one year and three months active duty and I'd have no problems right now. Pure. It was the longest one minute and 20 seconds in the history of commencement addresses, it's by pu- the way. It's purely mythological. <laughs> None of it's true. Not a, sing- not a single thing in it is true. There's a pattern here. Folks, folks, there's a pattern here. It's, it's, it's just, it's not true. And you know what? It's, the math doesn't even work. And I guarantee you, the midshipmen who are sitting there having to listen to this were doing the math. They're like, 65, 72? Because you know what? You know something about midshipmen. You know two things. They all got appointments to the joint, right? And they're all pretty good at math. Yeah. And for the most yeah. part, they're like, yeah, I can do math. So they're like, so wait a minute. You got an appointment and seven years later you're running for – how the hell did that work? All right, go ahead. All right, I'm not it sure. Was just, you know, in the big – in the big – in the – in the never-ending rainstorm of ridiculousness from this administration, that particular outburst was egregious. I thought for some reason, bar because there have been so right. many. For some reason, it just bothered so me. So many. Sorry. All right. Um, I'm not sure how long the new press secretary is going to last, but uh, she seems to be providing us with plenty of material as well. Here's the here's the word salad of the week. And so I guess. The outlook, though, is that a recession, when you look at inflation historically at this level, a recession has naturally followed, you would say, within two years. And so why would this, why would this time be any different? Well, I, you know, as, as we have said, we're dealing with a transition, right? We are, we're, we're, we just, we're coming out of a coming, uh, we're dealing with a, um, a, um, a, a, an economy uh, that has really bounced back. Eight, more than 8.5 million jobs have been created. We've seen unemployment go down. And now we're in the transition period where we're going to be in a place where it's more stable and more steady. And so that is kind of, that is our focus. That's where we are currently. And uh, that's that's where we're going to be. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just, didn't even know what she said. God almighty. <laughs> and, and, and everybody got mad at Stephanie, whatever her name was, in the Trump administration for not giving press conferences. Uh, you shouldn't give press they, conferences they really, if you I can't. Mean, I, I'm, I'm totally convinced that that was one of the smartest things Donald Trump did was kill that whole Kill the, kill the press conference. We should start All that. right, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial weekend. I remember all those who've fallen and, and who risked, risked all so that we can be free. Have a good week. Keep in mind. Die for the United States, not for vague theories about democracy or freedom. They die for the United States, for their neighbors, their families, their country, their communities. Peace out, everybody. Namaste.